Hey folks, I am Ryan Goodman and you are listening to the Agriculture Proud Podcast. Join the conversation and find all my content at agricultureproud.com. All right, and welcome to another episode of the Agriculture Proud Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Goodman, and this is the Over a Beer series with my host, co-host, with my guest, guest, <laughs> yeah, whatever we're calling me, <laughs> with my guest, Carrie Mess. Hello. All right, and where are we at today, Carrie? Bottom of the second picture. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> no, we're at Crawfish Junction. Right, in Milford, Wisconsin, no. uh, which is a couple miles from our farm. Best mm-hmm. bar food ever. We're right. drinking Spotted Cow from New Glarus Brewery, which is only available in Wisconsin. So every time I make a trip, I have to make sure I get my fair share. Right. And we are sponsored by neither New Glarus Brewing or Crawfish Junction, but we really should be. That's right. We have now been here for six hours or so. A few hours, yeah. No, literally six hours <laughs> because we keep recording podcasts. Well, hey. It's working out pretty well, though, I think. If, if folks haven't tuned in to our Over Beer series, they've been right. missing out, right? Really? Because we talked about topics. Topics. So we started and we talked a little bit about our stories and how we're involved in ag. Right. Uh, a little bit of a state of advocacy, beef and dairy checkoff, right. whether we should talk to activists. You know, it's nice to get in a fight with people, right? I like to. <laughs> Not always the best thing. No. And then we talked a little bit about hot topics of dairy, what's going on in the beef world. Right. right. And our last episode was how to be an offline advocate. advocate. So you don't always have to be on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right. Pinterest. Whatever it takes to, yeah, you don't have to be on your phone to do it. No. How about that? So if folks haven't tuned in, look up the Agriculture Proud podcast, listen to those other episodes. Definitely some good stuff there. For sure. But today's topic. Dun, dun, dun. This is going to be a big one. Sorry, we're going to step on some toes. That's the nice way of saying we're going to piss people off. (laughs) (laughs) How not to be an advocate. Yeah. Because guess what? There's a wrong way to advocate. I'm not going to say there's a right way to do it, but there is a wrong way to do it. You can definitely mess things up. Oh, mess things up is like least you can do. And you would know you're a mess. <laughs> I'm a mess. Ah, <laughs> I married a mess is what I married <laughs> or something like that. And that's, uh, we left this one to the last because we have the most beer in us, so we'll be the most candid. That's right. That's right. So not that we want to talk about what the right way to advocate is versus the wrong way to advocate, but there are ways that you can definitely. No, that's what I want to talk about. There's ways that you can do harm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I want to talk about, like, bad ideas and advocacy. Like, and I see it all the time. Um, and I think you and I have talked about this multiple times again and again and again. And I think for me, what it really boils down to for advocacy is what's your motivation? Like, what are you doing and why are you doing it? I, I've seen too many people who have decided that they want to join the world of advocacy because they want likes and they want followers and, and it's just a really shallow, shallow reason to do it. You and don't advocate to become a celebrity. No, 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 no. And I think a lot of people seem to think that because I have followers and likes, it means that I'm like this ego-driven person in 
that's the farthest thing from the truth, honestly. I mean, it's cool that I have followers and likes, but I've done the work to earn them. And I think a lot of people want to skip the work and they just want the fame or the notoriety, maybe. Um, you know, I joke around and I'm about it all the time and, and I think people um, maybe have the wrong impression of why I do what I do. But for me, my number one goal at the end of the day isn't to get more likes. It isn't to get more people following my page. My number one goal at the end of the day is to connect. Yep. It's flattering to go somewhere. Are you the guy from the blog? Yeah. That's flattering. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, and, and we all like to feel flattered, but that's not why I do what I do. No. And it's it's the questions that get me. It's the people who say, wow, right. I didn't ever think about that. For me, it's helping other people to tell their story. Like, I've told my story, and that's cool, but I love telling other people's stories or, or helping them to tell their story. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. I love stories. Yep. And there's going to be haters when you get to doing that, right? Oh, so many <laughs> haters. <laughs> I think we have our fair share. Yeah. Um, but then I think that there's also a time when um, you're infringing on other people's work. Oh, yeah. We're going to go there? It, might as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're a couple pictures in. Might as well. <laughs> It'll be great. When you're infringing on other people's work, um, claiming it as your own. Yeah. I, I think that that's one way that you can be an advocate in the wrong way. Oh, for sure. And you and I have both dealt with this in different ways. Yours just recently, you had a site that was for the greater good of agriculture and was doing some things right, but was still using your work without permission. And, and not that I'm getting paid off of that, but it's, it's, it comes back down to why are you, why are you passing off my work as yours? Well, and beyond that, like just the technical aspects, like of Google search and SEO and stuff, that shoots your your work on your blog in the foot, mm -hmm. which is not cool. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, and it's dishonest. Um, sure, you know, I've I like this article, I like this topic, and I want to share it with everybody else. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean that I copy and paste everything right. and and send it out there. Um, Put some creativity in it. Put some originality. I'm flattered if you want to use something that I created, um, and you know, share it as an inspiration for something that you do. But uh, that's great. Give credit and ask permission. And ask permission. Right. Um, yeah, I think that that's an important way to do it. For sure. For sure. And I guess my experience with you know people kind of piggybacking off my work or let's call it spade a spade plagiarism is different in that there were other advocates who really were chasing that fame or notoriety, I guess, and because they didn't actually know the topic at hand. They just took my work, you know, changed some words around, and then put it out as their own. And, and you know, thought that if... And, and did it continuously so that if I did something, then they would do something... And they figured that if they just kept that up, they would just get more followers and more likes and, yep. and that kind of thing. You know, you think that's something we learn in English or grammar class. Right. In high school. In high school, right? Right. 
but you know I, I guess that that's that's one way in this topic is like yeah don't don't plagiarize other people's work no. um, use your own creative thought if you want to use somebody else's work as an example give credit where it's due right um, and say, hey, you know, this person great, you know, ha had a great idea, had a great post, link back to it. Right. And then use your own examples. And if you don't know a topic well enough to answer in-depth questions, here's the thought. Don't write about it. Yeah. Like, I think this is a, a whole other issue that I see in advocacy a lot. I see people who are wanting to be seen as leaders and seen as knowledgeable people tackling topics that are out of their wheelhouse and you know at the same time it annoys me greatly if people are like well you're supposed to only talk about dairy cows so only talk about dairy cows and then I go you know on a tangent on, on something else and they're like well you know you shouldn't talk about that that's one thing but I see a lot of people who have no experience with beef or have no experience with pork answering trying to answer tough questions on those topics and that's not okay no and, and it goes back to you don't have to defend everyone but right. stick to your experience right and and it's okay to say i don't know and send people to people who do know you because you've developed networks yep. so for an example how to tackle that so when i got started on cnn mm -hmm. um writing there few years back, it was an article on about hog gestation crates. I'm not a hog farmer. Growing up in Arkansas, I'd been on a few hog farms and, you know, had known people who had, but I wasn't a hog farmer. I didn't know the interest, inter, intimacies of... Right, gestation crates. Yeah. <laughs> but I did know that, that was a tool that they used. So I got on the, on the article and there was a lot of negative comments about people right. just how evil gestation crates were, were in the, in the pork business. And so I commented and I said, hey, you know, gestation crates are one tool that pig farmers have used. Um, and yeah, the pigs may have grown. Um, they could, might might use an update, but it's a tool they've used to address a problem. Right. And it, it just asks people to realize that. And that common sense, level-headedness approach to a controversial topic caught the, edit, uh, caught the eye of an editor at CNN. And that's how I was able to right, form that connection, form that relationship with CNN, get other farmer stories out there. Mm -hmm. on that platform um, and so I wasn't trying to be an, a know-it-all I wasn't trying to be an expert in every other field right um, but you can still chime in once in a while oh yeah right? I mean I'll give a brief bit of knowledge that I have but uh, on pork or on chicken or whatever but I'm not gonna answer the in-depth questions I'm not gonna have to try to take everything on because I want to be that person that people come to. I would rather be the person that people come to for dairy questions and, and questions that I know and be a resource there, but have people who are knowledgeable in those other areas be that person for those questions. I don't have to be all things to all people. No, you don't. So I get a question in the advocate community. Mm -hmm. um, we sometimes see people that say, my way is the right way. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Your yeah. way is the right way for you. So is that a wrong way to advocate? I think so. Like, the, the hard party liners. Like, I mean, the people who will not ever take a moment to look at things from anyone else's point of view or perspective are not doing us any favors, and I just wish they would not that they just not because 
they're hurting us more than they're helping. Even if they have some really great things to say, they're turning more people off to the message as a whole from our community by being so insulated in their their point of view. So an example in your world is <clears throat> organic milk versus conventional milk. Right. Um, people that say, you know, organic is so bad and this and that and that you know uses more you know, uses all this more and uses that and that and it's mm -hmm. bad and unsustainable versus conventional milk is their completely right way. Or right. the opposite way of organic producers, you know, standing right. or you know, hitting conventional running a conventional producer over with a bus. Right. Just to promote their own own product. Right. And and either one of those is cool. I'm, you know, in a lot of different groups on Facebook and I have seen the pendulum swing both ways where there's groups of women who, you know, like an organic farmer has an opinion and it's automatically ground like in in a meat grinder because that person's an organic farmer and that's all they care and it, it's different from what they do and they don't like that so they don't care what that person has to say and that's helping no one and at the same time I've been in conversations where you know anybody that if you say I am not or you know I don't farm organically automatically your your opinion is invalidated and it is not okay and uh, neither one of them works there's a middle yep. there's a middle same thing as we talked about way back in our podcast about activists that two percent on either side of of the issue the the two percent that swing one way and the two percent swing the other that's fine and dandy for those two percent but there's still a whole lot of people in the middle to talk to yeah and i think this comes back around to the infighting doesn't do us any good no um so when another way that i think's a wrong way to advocate um a way that's doing advocacy harm is picking on other people oh yeah right for sure. um, so when you're trying to be a bully to other people yeah and I think we've both had this happen yeah um, and I think we've both been called bullies yeah that's right <laughs> um, you know I've had people that because I support the conventional ways of doing right. things um, that would try to bully me into feeling guilty for what I was doing yeah and I've seen people who confuse me standing up for what I believe in or myself, which happens to be a fairly moderate point of view, trying to trying to bully me for for daring to speak up and say, hey, no, that's not okay for you to say that kind of thing. You know, I've seen that a lot. I have people who follow me around from platform to platform to leave comments on stuff from a tweet I left two years ago calling somebody out for being an asshole. And let's be clear, these are not vegan activists. No, these, are, these people are people within our in own, our community. own community. Yeah. But because I, you know, dared say somebody was being an asshole when they were in fact being an ass, <laughs> two years later they're like, yeah, well, you don't matter because you called somebody a jerk. Mm -hmm. I didn't say jerk at that time okay. either. But like, how ridiculous is that? You know it, what? It's frustrating. And, and it goes back to that whole... A lot of people would never say anything that they say online in real life. Like they they get so bold and so um, comfortable online that they are just little keyboard warriors, and um, that doesn't really work well. So my my rule for myself 
in online conversations is I will never say anything I wouldn't say to someone's face. You know, by nature, I'm a very direct person. Um, and I really do tell people what I think in person and online. So, which can be good and bad, um, depending on if you've pissed me off lately. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's a whole lot of uh, high school, you know, click mentality and lots of shit said via DM that people would never say out loud in real life. And um, I'm just over that. Yeah, it's frustrating. It doesn't do us any good. Right. Um, go and do your private messages right. about people, right? Right. I, I mean, not that it's very honorable or respectful to talk about people behind their back, but if you got to do it, don't do it out loud. Uh, don't sure. do it in public in front of everybody because other people see your Facebook comments, other people see your tweets. Well, and if you have an issue with someone, just talk to them. You don't have to go and, and send DMs to 42 of your closest friends about this. Talk to the people you have issues with. Start there. Yeah. We're not all delicate flowers, right? Right. right. <laughs> so, you know, when we're talking about wrong ways to advocate. I think if you're putting any other type of production practice down or a different producer down, you're not doing any favors. There's room for all of us, right? There's room for all of us. And respect. How about how about this? If you're disrespecting anyone in your advocacy, I don't care if it's anti-GMO, pro-GMO, vegan, anti-vegan, big farm, small farm, conventional farm, organic farm, no pesticides, yes pesticides, whatever. If you are are dissing someone else to promote what you're doing, you're doing it wrong. Yep. Now, let's be clear. There is a way to disagree. Yes, you can totally disagree. I mean, I'm a conventional farmer. I'm not going to say that, yes, I'm going to go organic tomorrow, and I'm not going to say that I'm going to go to a thousand cows tomorrow. That's not what's right for me, but I'm certainly not going to diss somebody for doing what's right for them. And there was a way to correct someone. Yes. Like say, hey, you, you did say something that wasn't accurate. Right, right. right? Um, but you don't have to be a bully about it. You don't no. have to be disrespectful, and you don't have to do it behind people's backs. And you don't have to harp on it forever and ever. Amen. No. <laughs> like, and let you... it go. Let it go. Yeah. Oh, uh, thanks. <laughs> Got a second. No, not even going to get that stuck in my head. <laughs> We're seeing some Garth Brooks here in a minute. Low places? That's right. Yes. We would be in a bar. It fits. <laughs> and you don't have to copy other people's work. Yeah. Right? Do your own sure. original stuff. So, And remember... Not... Remember... That if you're doing it for likes, if you're doing it for shares, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, think about your motivation behind it. So right. not to end on a negative note, but what are some ways that we can help other people's advocacy? Well, I think that, you know, especially for the people who are starting out, you know, sharing their stuff, talking to them, you know, and if they do something that maybe is a little bit of a slip, like talk to them genuinely would be good can we um, use the telephone <laughs> yes they they actually can do that like, we still do we still make phone calls i, I think my phone does that <laughs> i'm not really sure but let's give a shout out to some of the people we think that are doing advocacy well so uh one would be how farms work yeah. on youtube 
Yeah, they're actually Wisconsinites too. Spotted yeah. cows for them, they're doing really cool things. They've got so, a ton of videos. Yeah, just taking the video and the tracker and seeing the daily tasks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so another one, good one is the Farmer's Life. Farmer's Life, yep. Brian Scott down in Indiana. He's a corn and soybean and popcorn farmer. Everybody loves popcorn. Popcorn. Right. Uh, he joined me on, on CNN. We've got him on CNN live broadcast. And he's just showing with his with his his videos um, mm -hmm. and his blog post talking about his Monsanto contracts with crops. Right. He's um, putting it out there and being really transparent. Yep. And and just answering questions. So one of my favorite people to follow on on Snapchat and on Instagram is Sarah Sheep Lady. Uh, I think she does a really good job advocating because she's not an advocate. Like she's not forcing anything down anyone's throat. She's literally just sharing her life and she's hysterical <laughs> she dresses goats up like Oof. i mean come on <laughs> yes that's it's, right it's pretty great I, you know i think another one from the beef world would be debbie lines blythe yeah um, good so not only has she been a great advocate on facebook and her blog um, but she's teamed up with a chef yeah chef ali chef ali and uh, been able to talk about things and how things are going and combining the food and agriculture world. And she's very tuned into policy issues as well. She takes time to be an advocate, um, like we talked about in our, in our last podcast, being an offline advocate, being in tune with policy issues, and making time and making that a priority for her operation. Right. Um, I have a, another dairy farmer who is actually here in Wisconsin, but I, I, and I know her, but I like don't know her know her. Um, it's Modern Farm Chick. And she's got a bigger farm than I do. Um, and they do things really differently than what we do, but I really like her posts too. So um, she has a, a Facebook and a blog, and she's on a, you know all the platforms. But definitely check her out. Yep. I think. Oh, and Jen, Jen Zeller, mm -hmm. um, South Dakota cowgirl. Like, if you love photography, that's a, a really cool blog and Instagram to follow for sure. Yeah. She has some amazing photos, especially during the winter. Oh yeah, yeah. Some pretty cool, pretty cool shots. She loves her horses. Yes. Um, I think Will Gilmer down in the dairy world down in Alabama. Yeah. yeah uh, so to jump down south, I think he's not act, not as active as he used to be. Yeah. Um, but I think. But he's he done, was one of the pioneers. He was. Um, I think he's done a lot of cool things in his communities, mm -hmm. um, getting out there, um, reaching out and telling his dairy story from his family farm, and then when he uh, Janice Person. I think JP, she yeah. has done a lot for the cotton right. world in advocacy, talking mm -hmm. about how cotton is grown, right. um, what they're doing with that crop and technologies. Yep. So she's JP loves cotton. Yep. Yeah. A couple other people quite Jude Capper, um, Bovi Diva, B-O-V-I-D-I-V-A. Um, she is a like a sustainability expert. So if you have an environmental questions, she's your gal. And uh, she's super funny and smart and, and a cool person. Janelle? Janelle Yancey. So she's at the University of Arkansas in meat science. Yeah, there's Those... a such thing as meat scientists. Yeah. That would be pretty cool, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, she gets free samples? Right? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, Janelle Yancey, uh, mom at the meat counter. Yeah, um, she so has not a... really good question. Oh, yeah, so not only is she a mom of two. Right. Um, but she understands meat science and has addressed a lot of those questions right. and things that are going on. Um, and you know, another person I think that, so if you're looking at how to have conversations, another person is Vance Crow. Yeah. Or Don um, Schindler. Don Schindler. Both of them. Yeah. 
If you Google them, you'll find their stuff. Yeah. Um, both of those guys know a lot about how to have conversations with people and have some great tips to share. For sure. For sure. So there's a, a whole bunch of people for you to go find and follow yeah. and check out. Yep. Oh, actually, it, we, we've missed people, I know. Uh, yeah, for right? sure. I have on my blog at agricultureproud.com a blog roll. With 600 blogs for yes. you to peruse. So look up that, agriculturproud.com, click on blog roll, and there's all the active blogs. Um, from across the country, a whole swath of people that are advocating. It's not just from across the country, don't you? No, know? there's people, international yeah, bloggers. International in yeah, too. And then blogging for agriculture on Facebook or yeah. blog for ag on Twitter. Yeah, number and four. Number four. And those are like updates of blogs and agriculture that are doing great work. Um, for sure. Every day, every new, post, every new post, I share that and post that as well. And there's a whole world of advocacy that is out there doing right. So even when we started, we started, you know, like how not to be an advocate. I think it's important to recognize that there are great advocates out there and great examples of what to do. For sure. For sure. Yep. So with that. I think we're at the bottom of the picture. We are. <laughs> and uh, my babysitter's about to be done, so we need to go get my kid. <laughs> oh, eat the cheese curds. Eat the curds. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Agriculture Proud podcast. This is another Over a Beer podcast in our series. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Goodman, with guest Carrie Mess.